Hi, I'm Curtis Herbert. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Firely. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to make a living making software, usually on the App Store, occasionally on the web, but not always with money. We're, we're working on that part. We're getting there. <laughs> so this week, I wanted to dive into finances with our businesses. I'm looking at being a little bit more aggressive with growing slopes going forward. And to do that, I'm pretty, I keep saying thinking of, but I'm pretty sure I'm hiring someone for next season. And that means bringing them on well before next season so they can actually help me implement stuff and grow things and be ready for the season so that ship doesn't sail. But that obviously changes the equation a lot. And that's now a lot of money. I am not doing the, uh, you know, cheap European virtual assistant for, you know, $10,000 or something a year. Like I have a local person. I've worked with them before. I am very confident in their ability to do what I need to have done. Um, but since they're local, you know, that's a regular old salary type of thing. Right. So it can be a lot of funds. So that's kind of what I wanted to get into today is this idea of reinvesting into the business with the potential for growth down the road or to save yourself some sanity, a bunch of stuff around that. There's also the side of, you know, you can take the money and run with your personal draw. You know, you'll have your personal needs that you have to cover, covering housing, auto, whatever, but you also have the ability to take some extra money and put it into savings personally. And that can be your rainy day fund. You know, the year slopes makes no money. I have a rainy day fund to make up for that. Or you can save on the business side <laughs> and you can have a bunch of money in there so that when you have server costs or something like that, or you need to hire a contractor, you're kind of planning for that future. So there's all these pieces to the puzzle of what to do with the money when it's coming in. Mm. I guess to kick things off, you know, I'm kind of curious where you two are when it comes to what are your thoughts of using the money that you're getting today and like how much do you reinvest into your business and kind of what's your general thought of that versus just personally profiting from it and running with that? So we're six years in and I think we're at a point now that we're depending on the money for regular expenses, like lifestyle expenses. And so on the I, personal side. Yeah, I see it okay. more of as a, I see it as a lifestyle business i think that's how they call it these days yep. yeah where of course the dream is someday we'll sell it for bajillions right but it's not my immediate goal what i get out of it the freedom that i get out of this being able to spend time with my family and my kids and being able to work from anywhere is such a huge benefit that it's hard to consider like investing a lot of what we're getting back into the business and i'm not saying that we don't have expenses it's just that we kind of found ourselves in this maybe a trap where we're like, oh, I can pay the bills now. So we're, mentally, that's where I'm at and, and trying to just maintain this lifestyle and not get a job, <laughs> not get a real job with an office. <laughs> I'm more or less the same. As, like, I'm, I'm in a same, similar situation where like, I, I don't really see this as a thing where I'm like, I've got to build this into a mega conglomerate. <laughs> it has to be large and money making i don't know it should rain um something <laughs> Taco. I, I don't really i don't really see it as that i see i see it as a lifestyle thing as well and i i i, I 
along the same lines, I really enjoy the freedom and stuff that it that it provides. Like I have an approach to try and kind of balance it out a little bit. Like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be just stuck on like I'm taking all the money, which let's be honest, that's what ends up happening. <laughs> I, I, I do try to like have some balance there to try and make sure that like the business has room to grow. But I guess my real my short term goal, let's say is like you know just like keep things going as they are like keep the good times rolling (laughs) well yeah and that's i i think some of where my questioning comes up because you can use some of that reinvestment to help make sure that that those good times do keep rolling and that's where i'm looking at it is like you could reinvest a lot of money into a lifestyle business not that it has to be a mega conglomerate but for example, one of my goals with Slopes is, you know, I want this to be around for a while. I want this to be right. my lifestyle business for a long time. Yeah. I'm starting to question how much if I aggressively reinvest into the business and grow it to the point where it can support two or three people or something like that. Is that a more sustainable business over the long mm-hmm. run that can weather the market better for some reason than just a solo person app with just me? And that's where I'm kind of starting to f- try and figure out what that line is because it, it's I can see both sides of the coin. And I, I think a lot of what we're getting into immediately here, though, is possibly that this is definitely a spectrum based on how well your app is doing right now. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those, I guess, you know, nice problem to have. Oh, you have money to reinvest type of idea, <laughs> which I totally get. Because like, you know, two years ago when Slopes was earning, you know, what was it? $18,000 the one season or something like that. Like, yeah, it's all just coming in. Um, and I'm not reinvesting a ton. Now I was doing contracting work to give me some money to reinvest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah, I guess we could all agree it's a definitely a spectrum. I th- yeah, I think it's I think it's a spectrum. And I think your your natural approach to this, and I wanna I wanna emphasize natural, because this is the like the approach that you take without having much thought when you don't have a lot of money coming in, like say, you know, Alice and I. <laughs> uh, you know, your your approach is going to be like I just I just want to keep things afloat. I yeah. definitely want to like have things yeah. working. So, but like at the same time, that is that applies to both like your your personal stuff, your family stuff, whatever you might be using the money for, like money that's coming in for things that you have personally. But you also kind of want to make sure that there's money there. But as a general rule, that that is going to end up entailing having the bare minimum uh, investment in in your business to keep things, just keep things afloat and not dying. Oh, yeah. And I've run slopes super lean for a long time Mm -hmm. to that goal. Definitely. And yeah. And and the approach that you're taking, you've got now, which is, I mean, obviously the reason for the topic is like, you know, you've got all these money bags lying around. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. You're swimming. It's like Scrooge McDuck over here. And once you get to a point like that, once you start having money coming in, that's not just like, okay, well, this is the bare minimum that I need to keep, like, t- to stay alive, both business and you know, physical alive. <laughs> the the question start starts to rise of like, do I want to keep going as things are, or is there a better way to do this? Well, to a degree, I would I, I would cite you know maybe the way I handled slopes a couple years ago, where I aggressively pursued a lot of contracting more than I technically needed for my household income because I wanted to have some money left over to, you know, run Facebook ads and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I I do think as individuals who are able to build software, we do have other ways to augment and find additional money bags to invest into our business. (laughs) It doesn't just have to be our app is making money. Sure. You can find that somewhere else. Yeah. But so you kind of touched on a question I'm going to follow up with later. But I want to get a picture of how you two are kind of allocating your funds right now. And and that's a broad question. So let me start with an easier one. You know, how do you set up your personal draw? 
You know, or, or do you pay yourself a salary? Do you have a minimum amount that you have to make every month and you keep the rest in the business? Do you, you know, I, I, that can look a million ways. How do you, how do you two do it? I will always say that I probably never run the business correctly or like do the money correctly. <laughs> Tune in for great business tip, folks. I know. <laughs> Don't come to me. No. So right now I, I check my credit card expenses on my business account and then whatever is left over, I can, I send it to the personal account. So it's okay. not a specific salary. It's whatever's left over. So I will always prioritize what my business expenses were. So sometimes I'll make, you know, close to my full amount that I normally get. And sometimes it's very little because the expenses were higher. So. And do you leave yourself much runway there or? Is this just kind of a month to month? No, it's month to month. I, I don't okay. look at it long term. I just say, okay, this is whatever's left over that I get to keep that. Okay. So my approach is an attempt at balance. I try to do a salary approach of taking like the same amount every fortnight. I think it's fortnight. And when I say salary, people are thinking like, oh yeah, he makes enough money that he's like, you know, pulling in a regular salary. And no, that's not the case at all. Like I'm talking like, in the low hundreds of like I I will pull that out on like on a on a regular basis and that that's mine to do with whatever like well that's ours to do with whatever yeah. we want to do with that like as a family it's not very high it's very very low and the general idea is to leave enough in the business that the business has the majority of the money okay mm. the reason for that is that that means that like let's say that I'm going through a situation where like there is no money coming in for some reason and like it's really low and there's no like I haven't had any contract work for a while the general idea is I'm still pulling a salary so on the personal side of things I can I can kind of rely on like I know Mm. how much money is coming in I do change that from time to time like I will adjust it as like I see things are getting a bit too lean or a bit you know I've got you know, some extra stuff coming in, but it's only like, I don't just pull large chunks of money out. I try to, I, I try to keep it relatively even so that it makes it easier for us to, to deal with on, on the uh, personal side. But also it means that there's money in the business to pay credit mm. card bills, pay for subscriptions to various different things that I need for work and et cetera. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually considering going your direction next year and going with a salary. Uh, that's mm. something I've always been, I don't know, I've always worried because then like what happens if my business has no money um, and I can't pay myself, but I guess that could happen anyway. <laughs> but what I have at the moment is something I, when I started just my consulting business, I tried to find a way to keep myself reasonable with business expenses because everyone will joke with me like, oh, you should be writing off your ski trips and this and that and this <laughs> and that. But the way I set it up, which has limited me a little bit, is that I was keeping 10% of all the money that came in in the business. And I could use that for conferences, for hardware, whatever I needed. And the rest of the money went to our personal accounts. And that was kind of a check in place to make sure I wasn't like, you know, I really need a HomePod and I could justify that as a business (laughs) expense. (laughs) But at the same time, then some of the things that probably could have been business expenses, I haven't written off like ski trips, because at that point, it's personal funds and you can't write that off or else you're kind of penetrating that LLC bubble and you can get sued and then your personal assets are liable. So I didn't want to do that. Mm. But now that things seem kind of like it's a business I can rely on, yeah, I'm kind of considering going salary going forward. I, I like the idea of a salary. And I think I I think I I forget where I heard about like the the idea of like actually doing this. It was a long time ago. 
And part of the reason for me moving to it is because I'm terrible with money. <laughs> Do not take money <laughs> advice from me. Well, I mean, you can, but as a general rule, like I, I have a tendency to over, like I will buy things because I have, there is cash in my wallet and it's like, oh, I have to get rid of this somehow. Hey, do you see some pass and slopes? (laughs) (laughs) If you need to spend money, I'm always happy to help, buddy. I know Jelly's always skiing and snowboarding. (laughs) I ski so often here in Australia where it's so, uh, where there's so much snow just everywhere. There isn't. That's the joke. Just yeah, you have to go to New Zealand. People who have no idea. But the general way that I, f- I, I feel about it is that, I mean, it's good for us as a family. Like, it's good for us on the personal side because there's money coming in. It's, I don't want to say it's just like having a real job because obviously it's not. And it's mm-hmm. like, as I said, it's low. Like, it's, yeah. it's really low, especially in comparison to what I could be earning at a real job. So, it's not about like, you know, I'm pulling plenty of money out. It's just about having that. I know how the, the the finances work the way that they work. Yeah. I don't have to work. Like I don't, the, there's no like. It's predictable. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. And it works on the business side as well because it means that on the business side, I know how much is going to have to go out and I can kind of like, I can look at my expenses all the way up to the end of the year and be like, okay, you know, this month I'm going to be spending this much and that includes my salary and I can, you know, and the various things that I have to pay for and the utilities that I have to pay for and et cetera. And I think you can do it even at a low point. Like, I mean, I'm at a low point, let's be honest. I don't make, (laughs) like, I I worry that people think that I make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and I really, really don't. (laughs) On a a really really good year, it might be in the tens of thousands. On a bad year, it will be less than that, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But I, I think at any point you can do that. You just have to, like, I mean, if you're pulling out 50 bucks a week for the rest of the year, it kind of makes you reliant like you kind of start to be able to rely on that and you can say okay well i'm gonna have that much money every fortnight or whatever Mm. every week if you want to pull it out weekly and you can kind of rely on that there's a reason why salaries like regular salaries work so well like having those salaries and so it means that like on the flip side like you were talking about like you know writing things off as expenses let's say a new iphone comes out and you know, we all we all use iPhones. Yeah. For oh, our that's business. a business expense. Like, I plan that's that. definitely a business oh, expense, but it's also flipping expensive. <laughs> so uh, when a when a new iPhone comes out, it's like it's really easy to say, okay, well, I can write that off. I've got the money sitting right there. Yeah. I like yeah, they're like. I know how much money I've got to spend for the rest of the year. This is going to put me in this much and I'm going to have to like, you know, my runway is going to start running out at this point and stuff like it, it makes it like really easy to plan yeah. for that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So when you haven't taken the money out, when you've kept it in your business um, or Alice, I guess, in your case, when you make the decision ahead of time to spend the money and then right. eventually you pay that off. You know, what are some examples of, I mean, we probably have server costs or, you know, some of that low hanging fruit of what you pay for with your business, your email, your domain name, stuff like that. But when have you felt in the past you've actually spent money to invest in the business to either, you know, get the app out the door or to grow the app or to do something there, like put some real monies towards that? I'm sure I've talked about this a couple of times about my failure to properly oh, the marketing use snafu. a marketing, yeah. <laughs> marketing a agency or an app agency. So those were the times where we were like, okay, if we don't try to like spend a lot of money on something or try to use some user money wisely, then I don't know what we're doing with our with our business. And I'm not going to say it was a complete failure, but the outcome wasn't what we thought it would be considering how much we invested. Well, considering how much we invested compared to what we made, 
So it felt like a lot. And I think to some people, it probably isn't who are willing to invest like everything that they are earning back into the business. Like, again, we were stuck in that position where we're we're able to pay bills now and we want to be able to keep paying bills. And that was a huge investment. So we have a a few times. (laughs) Actually, no, I, I should say we've done the same thing twice <laughs> where we spent money on on hiring an agency and it didn't come out as profitable as we thought. I think because of that, we felt burned. And so when we try to spend it on other things, we tend to be more conservative. We're like, okay, we'll $100 here, $200 there. That's okay. I'm trying to think of an actual example of when I've used... Like, Jelly I've used just takes to... the monies and runs. Yeah. It's not even that. He slowly walks away. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he takes them, like, saunters off. I sort of just, I sort of just curl up into a ball and roll <laughs> with the money. Um, <laughs> with the money, there's got to be a cat meme out there of this. <laughs> I, I don't know, like I, like things like marketing and stuff. It's not that I'm, a, I, I'm not allergic to it or anything, but I just, don't, I, t- I tend to not spend money there. I've occasionally dabbled with ads and never seen a real proper return. Yeah. I think that's partially like uh, because I have no. Th- no idea what I'm doing, and they take a lot of work to get going. <laughs> and they right? take, yeah. yeah, and I don't have the time to spend on that. I also feel like for Gus One, or I call it Gus One, um, but that was a paid up front app. And how much are we paying to acquire one download? And is it worth it? Like you're basically breaking even, or possibly paying more for someone to, to yeah. download it. It depends on the app, though, because like I, I know some yeah. paid up front apps that are doing okay with ads. Ads for paid up front apps are traditionally a lot more per install. Uh, that right. is a much harder sell. But I do know a couple at apps that do run paid up front ads, and they more than break even with them. But it is hard. Hmm. It is challenging. Yeah, and I think that's the other half is that if you don't know what you're doing and you're not, yeah. you know, break even breaking even, it just feels like a total failure. But yeah, and so then you get, end up in a situation where you feel like you need to pay somebody that actually does know what they're doing, <laughs> and then that you yeah, go down and then the you're road paying more. You've gone down, Alice. Right. So my ten my tendency with gift wrapped and this is my nat like this is the natural thing that I fall into is to just not do anything <laughs> because I'm lazy but also no but also because I uh, like any any money that comes in extends my runway yeah it means that I don't need to take more contract work to kind of break even or whatever I can spend more time on you know on the work that I actually want to be doing or it, it might even mean that I can spend time on something that isn't gift wrapped, uh, like that is something new that is like, you know, the app that I've wanted to do, but never had the resources to do previously as has been answered in a previous episode. There's a bunch of stuff that I can do. That's not investing so much as like providing new options for me to be working, mm-hmm. like to work on that might make more money, uh, you know, elsewhere and stuff like that. And that's generally where I tend to focus on. Like if I've got money coming in, and I'm feeling safe, I expand what I'm doing and try to like take on even more so that I can kind of expand that way, I guess. That makes sense. I think we're sort of similar in that, you know, you've been working on something for so long and you kind of need that mental break to do something new, but have that yeah. your main your main app just make enough money to allow you to do something more creative or just take a break. See, I think yeah. that's where we differ. I'm probably a no, definitely classified as a workaholic. So that idea of taking a break, first of all, 
but like even, you know, when Slopes wasn't making a lot of money and I was balancing out with my consulting, you know, I think the first year it was free. I invested about $2,000 in Facebook ads just because I knew I needed to learn how to advertise. I knew this was a skill I would need. And then the next season, I think I spent like three or four or something like that. And Jelly, where you look at it is like, oh, okay, well, this could be runway money. I'm looking at it as this is kind of fuel to get the app to the point where because I knew by that time that the ads that I was buying, I was buying at a net gain for how much I would spend versus how much they would eventually get me. I calculated the average lifetime value, figured all that stuff out, and it worked out in my favor. And I have never gone crazy and just turned that knob to 11 and been like, here, have $100,000 for ads. Like, I don't mm-hmm. go crazy. Um, but I have been willing to kind of bite-size chunk off yeah, bits of it to sense. say like, okay, $5,000, that could be a nice extra little bit of runway, or that's fuel to get more subscribers in the door. So next mm-hmm. year I have even more subscribers and that just kind of compounds the growth. Yeah. And I think that works specifically for your business model because you are subscription and we, for the longest time, we're still paid up front. And so it's not investing in the future really, except for just getting one new user that will only pay that once. Yeah. But also it, it like it depends on your conversion rates as well, which yes, is yes. you know where where Curtis and I differ at this point in time. My conversion rates are not where I want them to be. Oh, I want mine to be higher. Oh, well, no, 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 but, I mean, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I, I like I, I'm not saying that yours are perfect. I'm just saying that like when you take things like ads in mind, like mm-hmm. you're looking at a cost of like when a user clicks on my ad and downloads my app and theoretically purchases the like subscription or whatever or purchases the app in general like there is a kind of minimum amount that you want to be dealing with like you know if you're spending like five bucks per person on an ad and your installs are like worth three bucks or something then you're losing money from that ad it's not doing you any good right now i would be losing money no matter what i did like my conversion rate is too low for, Mm. for me to think about stuff on the outside which is why I generally, right now, if I'm looking at like trying to invest in the app in those sort of ways, I invest in ways that are like trying to uh, work out my conversions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think when you're stuck with that low conversion, you don't want to make that jump to. Yeah. You, yeah. That's just a waste ads. of money at that point. Yeah. yeah. And the great thing about having subscription and having a net purchase and stuff as opposed to like you, Alice, um, touched on with the like paid up front thing. All of that like conversion stuff happens on home turf for me. Right. Like I can do all of that in my app. So I can do things like tweak the page like layout or add things to kind of make make it more enticing or whatever. Like you know, I, and of late I've started running at I've started running ads inside my own app <laughs> for my own stuff. <laughs> which is free for me. Right. Yeah. I can yeah. just do that. And I like I and so, you know, I can kind of try and nudge people towards buying the subscription to try and raise those conversion rates, which would then theoretically in the future allow me to do things like advertise outside of my own app or invest mm-hmm. in you know better marketing or whatever. Is that reasonable? Is that a reasonable? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. You, you definitely have to get your conversion okay. I would be curious because like I've seen a lot of success with Instagram and app store search ads and then Facebook ads have been a lot more expensive well I mean it's all technically Facebook ads but you know what I mean and Google AdWords <laughs> is nowhere there um, so I yeah. would be curious like it there might be places that you could try running some of this stuff now that might actually oh, yeah. work out pretty well for you like slopes I was seeing 34 cents an install on app store ads oh, wow. and that's well below my average lifetime yeah. value so like 
there might be avenues for you right now, but that also depends on if that's what you want to work on, which it sounds like you'd rather work on the product itself than worry about all that other stuff. It feels easier, I think, because yes. you're controlling yeah. it. I, I have control over it, and it yeah. definitely feels easier. And I, I think I think it just comes down to, like, I feel like I can do better in that area. And right. that area is, as far as, like, cost benefit like that area is like the highest benefit to me well your time is almost free at this point like you might take on contracting work but you don't have to spend money to make your app better in that way right right i i can like i can do things to my app and it doesn't like i I don't have to invest money into it so i'm not like pulling out of the money that i could be spending on like brand new shoes or something (laughs) there's no doubt to me that that is the best place for me to be working on right now i could go down the track and I probably will at some point go down the track of like dealing with things from outside sources, dealing with, you know, I, and there are things that I can do outside of my app as well to increase, you know, that are, ba- that are very basic, add video things to my, my app store page, tweak my app store page settings, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, I can do all that sort of stuff and that will help as well. But as a general rule and trying to kind of come back to what we're actually talking about, which is money, I'm not like taking money and then assigning it to giant like, you know, marketing campaigns or even not even giant. I'm not assigning it to like a marketing campaign or a, you know, think like a new th- new thing that I that isn't going to benefit the app internally, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah. yeah, it could benefit the app, but not internally. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, Jelly, then this question, because it sounds like you summarizing all that, there, there's not that much that you've done financially to reinvest into your app. You're investing your time right now. Yeah. But one thing I'm kind of curious about, because this is a situation I just ran into, is have you ever made any you know personal sacrifices? Maybe you've drawn a little bit less for a couple months. Or maybe you've taken on contracting work that you weren't planning on or something like that. If, have you ever done anything like that to kind of give you more runway to work with to help you build your app? And like Alice, when you had to do that marketing campaign thing, like, is that something that you just took less of a personal draw for a while? Yeah. So with the um, marketing campaign, it was clearly more than we were pulling every month. Right. And so we had to work together to pay off this big lump sum that they charge immediately. And so... We were just, yeah, we just didn't take any money for those few months. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, every every uh, contract thing that I take is a personal sacrifice as far as I'm concerned. No, no that's a good way to look at <laughs> it. I, yeah. Like, I, I know that's, that, like, I make this sound like a joke, but it's really not. Because at the end of the day, like, if my goal is that I extend my runway to be able to work on the thing that I love working on, then anything, any time that I don't spend working on that, yeah. working on that or working on something, you know, something similar to that. Like it doesn't have to be gift wrapped. It could be progressions. Sure. It could be another app that I decide that I w- want to work on that I might be working on that I don't, I'm not going to tell it to you if I'm working on it. it. It could be any of those things. Like if I'm taking time off of that stuff to work on in my eyes, that's a personal expense. Like that's a personal expense. Yes, it brings in money um, and it extends my runway, but at the, yeah, at the cost of the time that I want to be putting into things. Yeah, it's just not what you wanted to do. Yeah, it's not what I want to be doing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I can't say that I have like pulled less money. I mean, I kind of do sometimes. Like it, it depending on this the situation, like I'll, I'll pull less money, and I've definitely like reinvested at times when I've been like working full time while doing you know while having gift wrap just kind of steadily doing its thing in the background. I've, you know, taken money that I've been earning from my full-time job and then, like, put it back into the business to try and, like, make sure that things get paid while things yeah. aren't, you know, aren't being worked on. So, I mean, yes, I have. 
Well, that contracting note is an interesting one because I guess I never looked at it that way, but that was very true for the first five years of slopes. You know, I wanted to be working on that, but I was taking on contracting work. So I actually had any kind of money to live on um, to let me work on slopes a little bit more the following year. Mm. Yeah, I guess, like I mentioned, you know, I, I just took on some contracting work for this month when, you know, I had just a month and a half ago or so announced like, hey, I'm done taking contracting work. But then this conversation of I might be hiring someone is coming into play. And if I take on that contract, uh, that lets me hire them that much sooner. And it's a little bit of time away from slopes, but that gives me kind of the runway to hire them. And I guess I'm sacrificing in that way because like I'm taking on work. It's away from slopes and I'm not personally earning any money on it. Like I'm just using that kind of as fuel for the slopes fire <laughs> at this point of like giving me a little bit of extra runway to bring this person on sooner because slopes yeah. isn't earning any money again until January at this point. You know, it's going to earn a little bit of money from New Zealand and Chile, but it's done for the year. And it's, you know, the end of May as we record. So not only do I have to have money to live on for the rest of the year, but like if I want to hire someone in July or August, that money has to come from elsewhere or my personal right. savings account at this right. point. Yeah. Like obviously that's a, a that's a business sacrifice as much as anything because you're taking time out of like your business to work on other businesses stuff. And it's, it's I mean, that's like doing the whole contract thing and kind of even doing like full-time work while you're working on like while you're trying to build your independent stuff that's rough and yeah. uh and I'm sure that plenty of people a good chunk of our two listeners are like definitely <laughs> have definitely have to deal with that hey based on the number of questions we got we got more than two listeners we've got like 10 well eight <laughs> because we had nine questions and eight people asking questions so we've got eight <laughs> listeners Yay. To be fair, we might have thrown out one or two questions. <laughs> Definitely maths is in play there. Like it's 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 a mess and dealing with like trying to build a business while you're also doing yeah. stuff for other businesses yeah. is kind of difficult and you've got to you've got to run with the flow there. Run with the flow. Go with uh, the flow. Like you go with the flow. You have to balance that correctly and it it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I feel like Curtis, you're making some really adult business decisions. <laughs> well, <laughs> while we're just trying to cruise. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was in your shoes not that long ago, and now I'm kind of panicking of like, yeah. oh God, what do I do? How do I not screw this all up? But so let me kind of bring this all back in, and I, I think the question I want to end on, and kind of what I wanted to get to here, is I've kind of noticed a different approach because what we're all talking about for the past. 30 minutes is kind of very evident that this is on a spectrum. You know, you need to get the money to pay for the house and then the better ramen. And then you can start worrying <laughs> about hiring people and stuff like that or reinvesting in the business at all. But I think kind of the ultimate question, and this is usually more of a personal style I'm seeing, is kind of a let's assume that your apps both made more money than they needed for your lifestyle business. You know, let's say that's, I don't know, $60,000 a year whatever. You're earning that now. And now all of a sudden you're earning 120. What do you do with that extra money? And I feel like there, are, I've noticed two very different approaches here. There's probably more than that of, you know, there are those people out there that will take that money and reinvest it in the business and hire people, see how big you can grow it, all that kind of stuff with the hope that a bigger business will be more stable. Or there are also the people that are like, hey, this is great. It's earning money. It's not going to earn money forever. So I'm going to put this all in my bank account. And that's going to make it so maybe I don't have to work again one day. Or it's going to give me three years to work on my next app before I have to worry about money again. And I've seen both styles of play out there. So 
I'm really curious. It, it seems like for me, I'm probably in the middle, but I'm definitely kind of leaning towards the invest side. You know, I need money. I want yeah. money to be able to go skiing, damn it. But I, I definitely want to grow my business. What about you two? I think that the dream uh, would that would be not necessarily to sell Gus on the go, but if we were to grow it um, and we want to perhaps capture the school market, I would want to hire like a salesperson, someone yeah, who definitely. just knows how to, you know, go after those types of things. Because at, at that point, I can't do that. I'm not a salesperson. If I'm looking so far in the future and we're we're just huge and everyone wants to and we want to capture that market that's where we would be is sales right like changes the business totally but i don't know if like if we were at 120,000 that's what we would do but oh sure i just threw out arbitrary numbers here i'm trying to get to the point where you're not raking in the millions you're not like filthy rich oh my god <laughs> but you're at a point where yeah. you're more than comfortable with the amount of money that you're yeah earning. yeah you're like a half a cut <laughs> oh come <laughs> on i'm not earning that much money look i i think my approach is as with everything is balanced i aim to achieve balance in in all things i guess so if i'm earning like if i'm earning enough that i like that i'm a comfortable and also like there's money to be spent then obviously i'm going to spend money because as has been said <laughs> I, I love me some spending well the question is would you spend it personally or would you spend it as a business i definitely want to be able to invest in my business like it's it's a thing that i want to invest in but it's only so that i can that i can keep doing it oh yeah that's definitely my approach too and my overall approach is to like i want to work on other things i have a love of you know diversifying i have a lot of different mm -hmm. interests and i have a lot of different skill sets that i want to be able to like put to use so therefore i want to do a lot of different things and i think and i think i even like that was one of the things that i said in like episode one of this show I th so I think my my approach would be balanced. I, I would be perfectly happy to spend a little bit of money on like marketing and doing stuff like that outside of things. If I'm earning that much money, it's clearly like clearly things are working right, out. Yeah. But at the same time, like I mean, I just want my runway to be as big as my runway can be because if I can continue working on other things, if I can start thinking about bringing people on to work on say gift wrapped to keep gift wrapped running while I work on other things, that's that's exactly where I want to be is being able to like have a thing and keep on like keep on adding more things yeah i guess that's where maybe a key difference between you and i and maybe alice and me and you is that you know at least i'm feeling very much like a one-trick pony right now um i'm happy continuing to work on slopes for quite some time i'm not as i mean i have hobbies there are things i'm interested in but like i don't see myself as a portfolio of apps kind of guy i see myself mm -hmm. as like as slopes grow i want to continue to grow it not be able to bring in resources to maintain it while I go work on other things to add to my app portfolio. Oh, yeah. I, and I don't necessarily just mean apps, by the way. It could be anything. For, for many years now, I've been working on a graphic novel, and I just don't have any time to spend on it, so it sits there in a pile on my desk. Well, not on my desk. I, I won't. I won't do that to you guys. <laughs> it, it sits on pile on a shelf, like on a shelf where I'm like, I, I will get to that eventually. I just need to have time. But gift wrapped and my app stuff takes yeah. up all my time. If yeah. I have, if there is money to be like to be spent, and I can spend that on like bringing somebody on to deal with like, you know, to be able to do things like handle bug fixes and and whatever. Like if that if that money is available to me, that's where I'm going to be putting it so that I can move on to working on my my graphic novel or 
working on, you know, one of my other projects that isn't necessarily an app or like, you know, spending time doing other things that I enjoy. Makes sense. That's where I want to get my business to is like being able to do the things that I love and to be able to give that opportunity my, you know, my partner as well. I, that's that's kind of my my approach is like I want to balance. I want to be able to obviously I want to continue to work on right. GIFRAPT. I enjoy working on GIFRAPT, but I want to be able to like open up those avenues as well. So you're saying I need to stop being a workaholic and get more side hobbies? No, because <laughs> the way you're doing it, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna bank on on slopes, and we'll just be working on like twenty things at a time <laughs> and barely making it. Alice and I are gonna be like nose to the grindstone <laughs> for the next however many years. And you're going to be going like on ski vacations every other week, <laughs> all over the world, taking like with you know it's, yeah, that's how it's going to go. You're going to be more like likely this. as burnout, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it's interesting. This this went the way I thought it would. It's there's a lot of different ways to approach this kind of stuff, and you know what a lifestyle business means for different people, and how you might want to grow or not grow that, or let it have you grow instead of the business growing. Uh, so thanks. If any of you out there would like to get in touch with us, you can do so at hello at independence.fm or you can find us on Twitter because uh, that hasn't completely dumpster fire burnt down yet. Yes. You can find me there as at parrots, plural of the bird. I'm eat a duck I must. And I am jelly bean soup. So as always, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you again in two weeks.